welcome to the greatest LGBTQIA plus gaming podcast of all time. Uh, and I am Ben Ostwick and joined, although I don't know as big as Benis, I'm joined as always by the deputy news ed- editor of the greatest video games news website of all time, Eurogamer, and Nightingale. That was correct. Yeah, look at me. I'm, yeah. I'm facts. You come here for facts. <laughs> Thank you. That was a nice intro for once. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It was. Uh, it's very, very strange. And me being well, doing things correctly. The Ed Etor. That's it. See what you did there. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, how how are you feeling today, Ed? Because I'm. T- I don't care. I'm really tired. No. <laughs> Go and tell us how are you feeling. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's been a fairly quiet week, mm-hmm. um, but tomorrow is the Game Awards. Gay mm, Awards. The Gay mm, Awards. Um, mm. so, uh, so yeah, tomorrow is going to be a late night because it's a, it's a good like two and a half hours, I think. I think it's shorter than last year, Yeah, but it's still like two and a half hours from one in the morning. Uh, so that's going to be fun to cover. And tomorrow I am going to be streaming the Game Awards. Um, I'm going to be streaming it. I'm going to try and have a little nap when I get home. I'm usually absolutely knackered when I get home, so I don't think that'll be too difficult to like for a few hours. But actually, I've been learning. We've been, uh, you know, as an English teacher, we'll go into that in a second. We've been learning about sleep and vocab and stuff associated with sleep. Talking, Are you learning something about that? I am learning. And apparently, sleeping in blocks rather than just one whole thing is much better for you. Well. So, like, sleeping from... 10 till 2, and then having an hour's break or so, and then 3 until 7, is actually really good for you. I think, is it, is it your circular rhythm? Circular rhythm? I don't know. Whatever the word is. And I think that's four-hour cycles. It's called like segmented sleep. Oh. I think it's like four-hour cycles. So if you do it... Circadian. Circ- circadian, that's the one. See, I knew you lot would know. Nerds. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's like four hours... Is, is one cycle. So that's why they say you get eight hours sleep because you do two cycles. Eight hours? Who gets eight hours sleep? Well, that's the problem. So that means that you're then waking up after maybe six hours, which is one and a half cycles, so you haven't finished it, and that's why you feel sleepy. Mm, well, that explains very much. And I'm going to be very, very sleepy on Friday. Uh, but I am very... As will I. Yeah. So, I will, so I'm going to be streaming that. I'll probably go live like around about uh, midnight or something like that. But also, if you watch the Game Awards through Steam, you've got a chance of winning a Steam Deck, mate. Mm. Which is uh, Australian. Speaking of which... It's definitely New Zealand. Mm. Steam Dick. Steam Dick. Yeah, New Zealand is uh, Pete. Oh, I call it Pete. He's a dog. They pronounce pets as Pete. Uh, okay. Uh, so you don't need to win one, because you've got one in the post. I have ordered a Steam Deck. Woo! And I can't wait for it to arrive. Oh, we're uh, getting the sound of a spaceship going off in the background. That's the washing machine. That's a very loud washing machine we've got. <laughs> yeah, so I got, well, you know, I would like to win one, because then if I win one, I can send the other one back and get 500 over 500 pounds back. Because they are ridiculously expensive. But, oh, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I was just, yeah, no, I was able to afford one, and I'm like, you know what, I will, I will get one. And ordered it immediately. And that means that every single night you have been... Like we're about to go to bed, and you're sat on sat in bed on your phone, just looking through Steam, being like, "Oh, what can I play? Oh, is this verified? 
Well, maybe I should buy this. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And? I play video... Well, to be honest, well, there's this, and then there's the other option where I could be lying in bed, relaxing, trying to get to sleep, and all I can hear from the other room is, fuck you, you absolute asshole, because you're getting upset at a Sonic boss. Listen. I won't even say the words that you were coming out with because it was very, very rude. You used a word for a person's anatomy. <laughs> I mean, asshole is also that, but... <laughs> A very that rude doesn't part. doesn't narrow it down. A very rude part of an anatomy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Very, very angry. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to the Steam Deck. But also, like, I love... I like a kind of short game. A short indie game. Some of my favourite ones are, like, short indie ones. Like, What Remains of Edith Finch. Firewatch. Things like that. I would... and But I just cannot be asked to sit at the computer and play a game for, like, a couple of hours. Because this is why... I mean, this is where I stream... And also, like, I don't really want to, I don't know, just, it does feel a bit like, it's not where I can relax, whereas with a Steam Deck, I can relax a lot more. And play a game where you do relax, because obviously sitting in a PC playing a, like, first-person shooter or something, you know, where you're kind of really concentrating, yeah, I totally get that. But if you're just relaxing with some kind of visual novel or something like that, like, having a handheld game for that would be, would be perfect. That's true. Hmm. You're, you're slowly justifying yourself. Oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely... And also my brother will love me forever. My older brother will love me forever if I play through um, Black Mesa. And, and Half-Life 2. And Half-Life 2. Because apparently they are, like, the greatest games of all time, he says. I mean, they're not, but... I mean, I'll play them and be like, there are better games out here, out now? I think he's got his nostalgia uh, glasses. Yeah, but that's like me saying that Ocarina of Time is the best game ever, which it it's is, not. but it's been technically beaten by other games since. Yeah. But it's still the best game ever. I could say that Final Fantasy X is the greatest Final Fantasy game ever. That is very incorrect. So is Ocarina of Time. I tried Ocarina of Time. I even tried it in 3D and it still bored me. Mm. No taste. Absolutely tasteless. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Burning yourself there. Um, But yeah, so I am absolutely shattered today because we did a... uh, Well, we had an audit at work. And, oh, God, the last week has just been me every single time I've got a spare moment. Well, pretty much since last Friday when Moni was here, which we'll talk about in a second, pretty much every minute since then has been preparing for lessons. Because yesterday and today they said, okay, yeah, an inspector could walk in your class at any moment. (gasps) So for every single class, you need to have it minute by minute what you're going to be doing at that time with what you're going to be asking, what are you going to be saying, what what have you got prepared for them? Plus, you've got to prepare all their sheets and all the ex, you know, all the things that you're giving them. Plus, you need a class profile where you talk about all the ages and nationalities of the class and how they, you know, how they learn and all and their, you know, the best ways of learning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Plus, you've got to put your aims and achievements and the ways and the skills that they're using. Plus, you've got to have a week's, uh, your weekly plan for the whole class. And I had to do that for five classes. Um, so I've just been. Honestly, so many hours and hours and hours and hours of work. And for how long were you actually observed? Uh, 10 minutes. So, Great. yeah, literally, he could have come in at any of my classes. He obviously he just came into one and uh, sat down for 10 minutes. And it was like the 10 minutes at the end of the of the class yesterday at one point. And uh, then came and at the end of it, it was like, do you want some feedback? I was like, yeah, sure, go on then. And just was very, very complimentary for... Uh, As they should be. 
Yeah, it was nice. Very, very complimentary. And then I mentioned it to my boss and uh, my boss. Oh, no, I mentioned it. Sorry, I mentioned it to one of the senior teachers, um, which I could have been, but I didn't want the contract. <laughs> uh, this a senior teacher and he then messaged. Uh, then I think he told my boss and my boss sent me a compliment. It was very complimentary. And Good. his boss, who hasn't spoken to me ever before, because I think she's kind of new, um, just came up to me and was like, oh, very well done. Well, I heard about this, but this and... So it's all gone well, but it was Top literally just over here. it was literally just for ten minutes. So the amount of work that got looked at by the inspector was maybe an hour and a half's work, whereas I've actually done about fifteen hours of work. I'm it, annoyed for you. I'm annoyed, but I'm like, I did it. It's fine. I'm getting. I actually get paid for eight hours of that, but um, it is just. I'm just too relieved, and right now I have a pink gin and tonic. But I'm apps like honestly so shattered. <laughs> That's why I didn't have any. We didn't have a stream on Sunday, and I didn't have a stream on Monday. In fact, the last stream was in here with Money Does Stuff and you on um, Friday. On Friday, exactly. Mm. We were playing some uh, wrestling. Very nice. Mm. Um, unfortunately, um, obviously you can't see it. The book is still down <laughs> mm. <laughs> after it fell off, um, and it now will no longer stand. I still don't know why that fell off. Like, we, I don't know what happened. Because we were talking about the book on the left. For those listening on the podcast, we we're talking on the top of the bookcase, there are three things. Well, there's actually four things, but um, it's a calax with three squares around it and um, across it. And on the top left, there is a Final Fantasy art book that looks a little bit like a Madonna album. It doesn't. There's uh, In the middle, there is the greatest album of all time, Anthony the Johnson's I Am A Bird Now, uh, vinyl, which is with Candy Darling on her deathbed. And in front of that, you can't really see it, but there's a skull, which is a Watch Dogs Legion uh, gift that they sent me that actually looks pretty cool. And then on the right was my Death Stranding art book. But we were bitching about the Final Fantasy thing, calling it a Madonna album. And as we were laughing about it, the book on the opposite side, the Death Stranding one, just decided to uh, unalive itself and jump off. <laughs> it just jumped off the shelf yeah. and, and is now broken. Mm. And it's sad because actually Death Stranding does have very nice art. And beautiful music. And beautiful music. And a beautiful story. Uh, it, that's fantastic gameplay. I'm going <gasps> to... You're going to play on a Steam Deck, aren't you? I'm going to play in bed. God, mate. Oh, I'm going to watch Norman Reedus have a shower in bed. And I am going to go sleep on the sofa. <laughs> a win-win. All that space. <laughs> Amazing. Not for me. Well, never mind. I'm really excited to see the performance of the Steam Deck and see how well it plays. Will I then go and look at my Switch and go, you weak piece of shit? Or am I... Uh... But can you play Mario Kart on a Switch? On a Steam yeah, deck? you can actually. There's a... Not legally, but you can. Oh, fine. But we are going to be playing Mario Kart after the podcast with hopefully people in the chat. I see a swizzle in there. Oh. Uh, yeah, I see a jinx. I see a bunch of people that we played with before. We're going to be playing the new tracks because they just dropped. That's what they... Uh, that's what, you know, Beyonce says. They just dropped today. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm spawning a head, uh, headline. Um, also, uh, a new mode where you can change which items you want in uh, multiplayer. So you can do like all blue shells or no blue shells. Oh, all fun. blue shells. Hmm. Or all red shells. Or just mushrooms. Yeah. Just hmm. golden mushrooms. Yeah, that, that sounds... A lot of fun. Or can you make it so that Shells Only doesn't have the sodding coins at the start? Because that just drives me nuts. What's wrong with coins? 
Because when you get a coin, it's like, meh. It increases your speed. By a tiny, tiny fraction. Well, then you need to collect more, don't you? Well, anyway, just mushrooms. Is that the kind of thing you would like? Just mushrooms? No. <laughs> Only a Mario Kart. Okay. Yeah, Not in real it. life. That sounds like your idea of hell. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah, how's your week been, Mr. Deputy Editor? Well. Did you... Um, would we stream... No, no, that was last Thursday, wasn't it? This is your first podcast. Or was it Wednesday? No, it was the day, wasn't it, actually? Because I think it was on the I Wednesday because you had... I can't remember. Because you had your off-site on the Thursday. No, you had your off-site on the Friday, right? It was Monday, I think I found out. I thought you found out the day before you went well, maybe to your... it was Tuesday. Anyway, it's been a while. Um, yes. Um, no, it's been a good week of work. Um, not um, not too newsy. I mean, we'll talk about the headlines. Um, however, I had a review out on Monday. Um, so finally, I have a Final Fantasy review on Eurogamer, um, which we can talk about what we've been playing, because I've spent the last couple of weeks playing... Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, which I believe is the correct order for the name. Excellent. Um, Zack Attack. Yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, the name. It's a bit of a mouthful. Zack Strikes Back. Indeed. Um, To explain what Crisis Core is very briefly, um, the original Final Fantasy VII came out on PS1 in 1997, and then 10 years later, in 2007, they released Crisis Core on the PSP, um, which was a prequel to the original game. And essentially you play as um, Zach Fair, who is a sort of minor-ish character in the original, um, but is involved in some flashbacks. I'm not going to give any spoiler, uh, story spoilers, but he's involved in some, in some flashbacks in the original, um, uh, the original game. And so Crisis Core basically is his story, which leads up to the events of the original game. Um, then obviously we had Final Fantasy VII Remake a couple of years ago, um, and now they are releasing uh, Crisis Core Reunion as a remaster, um, and it is across, interestingly, it's across all platforms. So it's on Switch, it's on PC, it's on Xbox, and it's on both Playstations. And Steam Deck. Sure. Um, even though Final Fantasy VII Remake is only PC and Playstation. Um, so basically it is pretty much the same game as the PSP original, um, but it's kind of, ex- or was extinct on the PSP because no one's playing that anymore. So this is a chance for them to re-release it across new consoles. Um, and I'll get to why I think that's important in a minute. Um, in itself, it is a very good remaster. Um, they have completely updated the graphics. Um, so it is in line now with Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's not as good. Mm, um, it's not as good. It's not as good. Um, the models are um, sort of... Well, the character models are similar or styled after, but not the same. Um, and it uses all the same um, animations from the PSP game. So in terms of animation, it's a little bit stiff, but with better graphics, better... Um, models, lighting, textures, all that sort of thing is is completely redone. You reminds, no question. I did. Um, would you say that it reminds you slightly of Final Fantasy fourteen? No. In those those that it reminded me of Final Fantasy fourteen with <laughs> yeah the teacher is raising his hand. It would remind me. It reminds me of Final Fantasy fourteen with the quality of the of what's happening in the background. 
Uh, the textures and stuff are Final Fantasy XIV quality. I'd say it's better than fourteen, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah. We must be looking at a different game. Well. <laughs> um, but you're the reviewer. There we go. So graphically, it's been completely updated. It looks like a modern game, not like a PSP game. Um, in terms of sound, it is now completely fully voice acted, where the original wasn't. It was only parts. Now it's all voice acted. And the voice actors are the same as Remake. Um, it's also been completely reorchestrated, so it's now got new music, which is great. Um, and they've also made some changes to the battle system, which are a vast improvement over the original. Now, I haven't played the original. I've watched a lot of YouTube videos to make a comparison. Um, what I can see is that the original had a weird battle system where you had all your different options on one menu in the bottom corner, and you had to cycle through them in order to um, to, to attack and do different things. What they've now done is they've put all of that into shortcuts. Um, so you press, I think it's L1, and if you hold that, you can then press different face buttons um, to initiate different attacks, magic, powers, whatever, uh, which are all um, aligned to materia. So you slot in your materia in those buttons and you can instantly do attacks. So basically the combat is now a lot more immediate, a lot quicker. It feels more like Remake. Um, what they've also done is completely changed all the menus. So all the menus, the fonts, the UI, all of that is exactly the same as Remake. So the sort of dark blue and the character models, um, that's all taken straight from Remake. Um, so it feels like it's now part of the Remake saga. They've also called it Reunion. Um, so it feels like it's in line with that. Um, and that's great. I think Square Enix have done a really good job of remastering it and making it a better game for modern consoles. Um, so I really like that. I think if you've played the PSP original, I think this will likely feel like a very different game and it's still very much worth playing. Um, if you like the original game but haven't played this, then you absolutely should play it. If you have played Remake um, and you're interested in this, then you should also definitely play it. I think that at its core, it's still a PSP game. Um, the, the, the environments are quite small. Um, it feels quite linear, quite sort of bite-sized chunks of game, which is good for on the go for a PSP. Um, so it still kind of has that at its core. And I also think that the story is flawed because, as I mentioned, it's kind of taking a flashback from the original and then giving you loads of extra story. I personally don't think that story needed telling. I think that this story of Crisis Core slightly cheapens the plot of the original um, because it was quite, It's. It, I'm not going to say what it is, but there's like a twist in the original and it sort of has some subtleties and some ambiguities. And now they're kind of over explaining that. And it just feels like that wasn't necessary. At the same time, if you love Final Fantasy VII, it's a chance to be in the world of Midgar and everything else all over again. All your favorite characters, Aerith, Sephiroth, Cloud, they're all in there, Tifa. Um, so it's a chance to be in that world again, which is great. So if you're a fan, you absolutely should play it. Um, what I think is most interesting about this and why I think fans should play it is why are they releasing this game at this time? And why have they made it so in line with Remake? And I think that the way that they are changing up the story with Remake from the original, I think that Zack is going to play a bigger part in the story that they're yet to tell. So my thinking is that even though they haven't changed any part of the story in Crisis Core, so it's the same story, they haven't 
amended it for remake. I think that re-releasing this is a chance to reintroduce Zack as a character and that what happens in that game. And I think that they're likely going to re like relate back to that in the next part of remake um, without spoiling anything. So basically I think it's going to be really important. I think that's why they've done it. So if you're a fan, <clears throat> I absolutely recommend playing it. It's also just a great game in itself. It's really fun. Um, battles are fun. It's, it's a bit of a silly story, but it's, you know, typical anime nonsense. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Is it weird that this came out a couple of years after Final Fantasy VII Remake and it's actually lower quality? No, because it's a remaster of a PSP game. But why? Why would they remaster? They remade the PS1 games. Why not remake this one in the same engine? Because I think they're also making the differentiation between what is a remake and what is a remaster. So Final Fantasy VII Remake was a from-the-ground-up remake where they made an entirely new game, whereas this is still the core game. It is exactly the same game. It plays mostly similarly. Um, and um, and and it's, you know, as I said, like cutscenes are the same, animations are the same. It's just that they've improved the graphics. So it's mm. a remaster of the original. They haven't remade it like they have with the original game. Yeah, I just think, why? Why didn't they? I mean, well, got the they engine don't have there. the time, Ben. And they're also making um, Rebirth, which is part two of Remake. They're also doing Final Fantasy 16. They're also busy with Final Fantasy 14. Cut them some slack, Ben. Okay. It just feels a bit weird to release a game that's <laughs> lower quality than the previous one. Even if it's like related, it's a spin-off. Very slightly but lower quality. I don't know. It didn't look as great. But it, it, it just feels weird. It's like a step back. Yeah. But, um... So, I had another question. Uh, what's with the roulettes? Yes, the roulette. I didn't mention that. Thank you. Mm. So, the roulette is the same as how it was in... Well, mostly the same as how it was in the original. And it's the sort of defining feature of the battle system. Every JRPG has its own battle system or little quirks and things to it. With this, there's the roulette, which is called the Digital Minewave System, or DMW. And essentially, there are three spinning numbers in the top left corner... And um, they will spin and then land on whatever combination. And that combination will relate to different buffs in battle. So it might be that it lands on a combination that suddenly gives you unlimited MP for like 10 seconds. So you can then spam loads of magic. Or it might be that it spins and gives you a limit break that you can use. And in the original, that was done automatically instantly. Whereas now you can store that limit break and use it whenever you want to. Um, it also relates to summons. Um, so you collect summons like the game and then it will randomly come up with like the, your three summons and then boom, you can do a summon. Um, so um, it's basically a, a way of sort of putting a spin, if you will, on combat. Um, it's also how you level up. So you gain experience points, but it's an invisible number. So you never actually see it. It's in the background of the game. And you only then level up when you hit a certain combination in the roulette. So you sort of have to grind. Well, you don't really have to grind because it's really not a difficult game. But if you wanted to, you could grind waiting for for the numbers to come up to level up. Um, but you you really don't have to do that. So I don't think that you'd have to. I, no, you know what? I totally, I understand about the, the fact it being a bit weird, just thinking about it, because they've uh, not been as good quality as Remake and Rebirth or whatever it's called. But because they also released the Final Fantasy VII uh, mobile game, which was that MMO. So they've released a weird bunch of spin-offs. Uh, to this, and they've also got that whole 3D 
mobile game of the original, that this weird thing that's coming out at some point? So the Battle Royale is First Soldier, which is closing down at the start of next year. Yeah. Um, and I also have a news story about that in a minute. Ooh. Um And um, yes, then they are doing a complete remake of the original game for mobile, um, which is yet to come out. and mm. was meant to come out this year and it hasn't yet. So yeah. Yeah, because you could sign up for the beta. I'm like, why would you... I don't know, a beta, a beta for a single-player game, a story game, seems a bit odd. But yeah. I mean, it's a demo, surely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking... I'm probably, at some point, going to... Well, I will download Final Fantasy VII on my Steam Deck, and I'm going to play a bit on there. Just as you've done on the Switch, and you haven't played that yet, have you? No. No, no. you really should. Mm. Um, but it'll because run better on I know Steam you've, seen me, or you've seen me playing Crisis Core... Yeah, that's and I'm literally question. like, yes. don't look at this because there's going to be story spoilers for the original and you really need to play the original first. I mean, you don't have to because it's like prequel, obviously chronologically, you could just play through it. But there are so many references in this that if you haven't played the original, it just won't make as much sense. So do you think people should still just play the original all the way through? Yes, because Final Fantasy VII is one of the best games ever made. So you should play that. What and if- then you should play Crisis Core and then you should play Remake okay. and then continue on. What about if somebody looks at Seven and goes, that game is older than three years, therefore it is literally unplayable and doesn't want to play it? Well, then they should be slapped, as I will slap you, if you continue down that route. Um, And you should suck it up, Buttercup, and play it anyway. Okay. But if somebody weren't able to play Final Fantasy Seven, the original, because of obviously the... Atrocious. It's literally available on every platform. But if, got no excuse. if they didn't want to, because, you know, it's really ugly... Would you say that they should play Crisis Core first, remake first? Should they wait and do Crisis Core after the trilogy or whatever it is of the new game is going to be? What would you say? Why are you overcomplicating this? I'm just asking what the viewers I mean, would want. If if you, I guess I've had a gym. If it was literally those games and not the original, I'd say play remake part one first, then play Crisis Core, and then go on and play remake part two. Because that's the chronological order. No, that's actually jumping backwards, but you're welcome. Of, of release, I meant. Anyway, Crisis Core is great. Um, I'm sure Moni's probably got a link to the review somewhere, but please go read the review. Um, I spent a lot of time in it, and I'm really proud of it. Um, sure but be. it's a great game. Uh, it was really good. It's really good. And it is an Ed Nightingale Eurogamer recommended. It did get a recommended. Is that your first me. recommended? No. Oh. Two Point Campus also got a recommended. Mm, that is a good game. Mm. I mean, if you like Two Point Campus, you will love Crisis Car. <laughs> no, they're very different. <laughs> um, however, I've also been playing a lot of other games this week, so I can witter on for longer and let you have a sip more of gin. Good, because I, I haven't really... What have I played? You've played some more Marvel Snap, which we I had, love Marvel. laughed about last week. Oh, Marvel Snap is so good. Uh, except the new season. It doesn't give as great rewards as the last one. And, I mean, it only takes... It's, the season is only lasting a month, which, yeah. The one thing is that slightly knows me about Marvel Snap, and then I'll let you have your witter on about stuff. So they have the season pass, and then obviously every week there's a new kind of a bunch of missions that come out. But they come out like every day. So I think there's like seven missions per week, and then it's four weeks. Um, but they come out like every day, and each one, it's just... It's, seems like it would be way way more efficient to wait until like the last day so then you can tick off a bunch at the time because the moment my current one is to win um is to win games with one card but i've got to do it like 25 times so i'm like well why don't i just 
play a lot of this game in the final week when I can tick those off, but I can also tick off a bunch of other missions at the same time and wait, just wait till I get all the missions because the, the slow drip feed of missions every day is making it being like, well, if I want to just, if I want to tick off each daily mission on my season pass, it's just going to take me forever um, and a lot of games per day, which I don't really have the energy for. Just keep playing on the toilet like the rest of us do. Yeah, play on the toilet and then just like play a load of it on the last week to kind of finish off the season pass if you really care about it. But I've got the Silver Surfer um, season, which, yeah, it's not as good as the Black Panther one, the Wakanda Forever, but it's, uh, you know, it. I'm enjoying it. I still love that game. It is great. Go play it. Marvel Snap is free. It's also in early access or in beta on Steam. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Now you do. Mm. Go on then. Witter on. What have you been playing? So, um, a few weeks ago, we did a quick look of Sonic Frontiers when it came out. Um, And I finished that on Monday nights. Yeah, I heard. (laughs) Fully. uh, Platinum trophy got. And I did the extra boss on hard mode. And that was the one that I swore at a lot. You did swear. Um, Your, our neighbours will be so upset. Well, f- fuck them. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, I guess you did like it, says Mr. Wibble. Well! <laughs> Three out of ten in Edge. <laughs> <laughs> did I like it or am I just a Sonic fan? The latter. Yeah. Um, the game is a mess. <laughs> the game is a mess. It's it really struggles on some some basic stuff in terms of controls and physics and <laughs> um, and, uh, and and camera angles. It's got this annoying thing where you're in the open zone, but then certain sections of it are forced two D perspective, and the camera will switch between three D and two D. But as it does that, you're pressing one direction, and it'll suddenly fly off somewhere else, and you're like, oh. what what the hell? Um, so stuff like that happens all the time, which is annoying. Or just he just you go to boost and then he boosts up and not to the side and doesn't go where you want him to go. It's quite annoying. Um, it's made even worse in the cyberspace levels because um, actually the open zone they made such a big deal out of this before the game came out. But actually, it's just these big open areas and playing a Sonic running around, jumping super quick, jumping on springs and boosts. That in itself is really fun. And that is the fundamental thing that they've got right this time, is that actually just playing a Sonic in these big open areas is really fun. And they've never really managed that correctly in a 3D game before. Um, But in the cyberspace levels, it becomes these sort of constrained, linear sort of raceways, um, like previous 3D games have been. And again, the controls just do not work for all the same reason that they never worked in the previous games, and they still don't work now in Sonic Frontiers. Um, so it's just, it's a bit of a mess. Also, the story's a little bullshit. Um, you actually, I mean, spoiler, but you don't even fight Dr. Robotnik. What? I know. Or Eggman, if you want to call no, him Eggman. We don't. Um, you never actually fight him. Um, so it doesn't feel like a sort of traditional Sonic game in that way. Um, it still has a lot of charm to it. And as a Sonic fan, it's just nice to play a Sonic game that feels quite good and not shit like previous ones. So in that sense, I've enjoyed it and I've had a good time. Um, Until that final boss on hard mode, which is stupid. You were like, Um, oh, that's easy, you told me. Well, no, hang on. (laughs) So there is a secret extra boss, um, which in order to get to, you have to finish the game on hard mode. However, 
you don't have to do that because um, you can just before the final boss switch the difficulty to hard and then just do the end again, which is all I did. Um, but there's the penultimate boss, um, which was literally the same difficulty and hard. And that's the one I was like, oh, well, that's easy because I've done it. And that was really not that difficult. Um, and then there's another boss, which on normal mode is literally a quick time event. And that's fine. But in hard mode suddenly becomes a whole of the boss. Oh. Now, had that boss been a platforming challenge or something that involved Sonic's combat or something like that, I would have understood it. This is a challenge. It's a final test. I'm down with that. No, no. It suddenly becomes a bullet hell top-down shooter in the final boss. Um, it's basically Ikaruga. And I don't know if you know what that is. Um, it is um, um, Assassin's Creed. No. Okay. So Ikaruga came out on the Dreamcast, although it was an arcade game before that. And I believe it's also on the GameCube. Um, and I think it's on Switch, actually. Um, and I never played it, and I always wanted to. It's a top-down shooter where all the bullets are in black and white. Um, and you can change your ship's affinity to either black or white. So if it's white, then you do more damage to black enemies um, because your, your bullets are white. And you can absorb white bullets. Um, and if you then switch to black, it's the opposite. So you do more damage to white enemies um, or whichever way around it is. You can absorb the same type effectively. And so they've copied this in Sonic Frontiers. Um, now, there are a couple of hacking mini games which use this, and it's really easy. And then the final boss suddenly uses this as this really super hard top-down shooter thing. And it's just the most annoying thing in the world. But it was and worth it, wasn't it? Probably not as difficult as Ikaruga, which I know is a very difficult game. This is probably much easier. But when you're in the mindset of this is a platform game and I'm running around really quickly, and then suddenly you have to start shooting stuff and dodging bullets, and it just it just did not click. So I was, yes, swearing a lot. Um, and apparently you get a, 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 an extra post-credit sequence from doing this. So I went through the credits and I got a post-credit sequence. It was exactly the same as the one that I got on normal mode. So I got absolutely nothing extra from doing this apart from a load of swearing for half an hour. In a very in high blood pressure before bed. Yeah. In a but very fine. late bed. But fine. Yeah. Um, so that's ticked off now. Um, I'm sort of debate. I mean, we'll talk about Game of the Year in a podcast in a couple of weeks. But yeah. I'm sort of um, debating if I want to count it as the Game of the Year for me. Because I've put a lot of time into it. About 22 hours-ish. Um and I really enjoy. I did really enjoy it. I had a lot of fun, but I also feel like it's a really flawed experience and not a particularly technically good game. Like it just makes a lot of silly platforming errors. So, meh. I was thinking about game of the year. Thinking about game of the year. Um, we were talking about it earlier about having like other categories, but have it where the chat or the audience, the people in the Discord, uh, make suggestions. So look out for future questions of the day, um, and you'll be able to have your say. And then I guess we choose one from what people have been suggesting. Yeah. Something like that. I'll go with that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So look out for those because we'll be, yeah, we'll need to get some ideas for categories. Maybe that can even be a question of the day. What category should we have? I like it. Do the work for us, please. Yes. What other video game? You've been playing a game. Now, I've heard you've been spending all day playing a game called Fuser. No. Oh. I don't know where you got all that idea from. Well, I heard it was you were writing about it. Yeah, but it, it, it I played it for like ten minutes. Okay. What do you think of it? Because well, what's it, happening with it? It's Fuser? a game from like I don't know why you're bringing this up. 
Um, Fuser came out like two years ago um, from Harmonix, who made Guitar Hero. And it's this kind of DJing game and you can mix different songs together. And it's really, really fun. And I loved it when it first came out. Um, however, in a couple of weeks time, it is going offline. What? Um, so they are taking off the online modes. They're not releasing any new songs for it. All that sort of stuff. Um, so, um, so yeah, they're going offline, which is really sad. Cause, and I basically played it again just to remind myself and was like, oh, this is actually a really fun game. But I think no one was playing it. Um, Apart from apparently a couple of people in chat. Yeah. Um, so, but I loved it. So I jumped in again today just to be like, oh yeah, this game is great, but it's going offline. So you can still play it, but you can't like share your mixes online or do do any of that stuff, which is oh. really sad. Because it's a really, really fun game. Um, but yeah, no, um, I played a couple of other things though. Having finished Sonic, the next game on my list, on my Trello board to finish, is Bayonetta 3. Which you love, don't you? I've kind of gone off it. You're such a critical gamer, aren't you? Well, typical. Part of the reason I've gone off it is because I don't um, it for you. No, I really want to like it because I like Bayonetta, and also because you bought it for me, and I do not want you to think you wasted your money. So but therefore, I, did. I want. No, you didn't waste your money <laughs> because I'm playing it and I'm I'm enjoying okay. it. Um, but it's sort of not quite as good as I wanted it to be. Um, just like me, and I shut up. Um, so I still haven't finished it. I've, I'm maybe, I don't know, halfway or something. But what I have just played last night when I was playing is the first level as Viola. So um, if you've seen the trailers, you might have seen Viola. She's the sort of punk character um, who is playable in certain missions. Um, and you're sort of forced to play as her. Is she a version of, of Bayonetta? No, she's an alternative character. Oh, because if they form... If there she's a virgin, do you know what she'd be called? Virginetta? Vianetta? Vianetta. Nasty. Sure. Um, I like a Vianetta. No, it's cheap ice cream. You said the other day you like cheap ice cream. I like cheap ice cream when it's You like flavored. a Mr. Whippy? I like... Mm, I love a Mr. Whippy. But, but Vianetta no, is Mr. Whippy with, no, with chocolate flavor. because it's been frozen. Mr. Whippy is not frozen. Wow. Okay. Anyway, Bionetta's great. It's a, it's cheap. It tastes it's nasty. It's a cheap, nasty British. Is it British? I don't know. Cheap, nasty Italian, ice cream, but, but sure. it's it's great. But no, um, no, it needs flavor. Like I like cheap ice cream with a flavor. No, actually, no. I like Mr. Whippy. It's not like Ben and Jerry's ice okay, cream. Okay, no, Ben and Jerry's is much better than Vionetta. Vionetta's like two pounds. You can get a, a whole Vionetta for a pound. That's how bad it is. Wow. It's just foamy milk that's been frozen. I like it. Um, no, I, so you play as Viola and she is a different character and I don't like playing as her. I know there are a couple of people in the chat who have, who have also played Bayonetta 3. I do not like playing as Viola. Um, she, instead of having the, the guns and stuff that, that Bayonetta has, she has a sword. Um, so she has different combos. And when you've already got Bayonetta that is sort of quite tricky to control sometimes, uh, you know, lots of different moves in her moveset. Um, plus she then gets different weapons that control differently and then suddenly it throws a different character at you. What? Sorry, just... No, money money says that Vianetta's not cheap. It's pound sixty-five in Tesco. <laughs> there you go. Um, pound so, fifty in Sainsbury's. Oh, great. Um, Two so, pounds at Waitrose, obviously. Shut up. Sorry, yeah. Um, 
Bayonetta has all these different movesets and stuff anyway. And then um, you play as Viola. She has a sword instead. So it's a completely different moveset, which is really confusing. And then um, Bayonetta, the whole point of her moveset is that you dodge at the last minute to initiate Witch Tame. But Witch Tame? Witch Time. Don't tame your witch. Witch Time, where it slows down time and you can do more powerful moves. And Viola has the same thing, but instead of dodging, she parries. And that means that you block with the sword at the last moment. Um, the problem is, though, is that that is a different button to parry than what it would be to dodge. So it sounds like it's a really small thing, but it's like in your head, you're like, right, R or ZR to dodge. And then suddenly you've got to press R to block and parry instead. And it's a small change, but it makes a big difference in the flow of combat. And so playing as her just doesn't feel right. And it's annoying. I don't like her. Um, I think part of my problem with Bayonetta 3 so far is just that I feel like they've literally just thrown the kitchen sink at it. And I know that it is very much an over-the-top maximalist kind of game where it's just got loads of stuff going on all the time and it's all very over-the-top. But to me, the fact that it took them so long to make this game, I sort of feel like they didn't have any idea what to do with it. So they then just came up with a million ideas and put them all in at once. And I just feel like it's a bit all over the place. You play as loads of different characters... Um, the story's a bit all over the place. Talking about God of War here? Or... Well, I could be. Um, but it just feels like it's there's just a bit too much going on. Um, and I kind of just want to play as Bayonetta in a good Bayonetta game and not have a lot of other shit going on. So um, I do really like playing as Bayonetta, though. So those bits of the game are great. Um, it's just there's a lot of other shit going on that I think is a bit unnecessary. So I will hopefully... Uh, finish it at some point this week and then um, I can give you a final view on it in the next week or so. Please but, do, yeah. Um, but speaking of the opposite of that, the last game I'm going to bring up is The Pathless, which I've been playing on stream mm. the last couple of weeks and is the complete opposite of Bayonetta. It is one singular idea that it just does well. Um, it's a pretty short game. I've been playing it as part of my Zelda-like month and it's kind of Zelda-y in that it is an open world full of puzzles, and there are also four beasts that you have to kill, okay. which are bosses. So it's very much divine beasts. Um, but it doesn't have dungeons, and it's a different style. It has a really stylized um, aesthetic and its visuals. It's really, really beautiful. Um, the music is also amazing. Um, and essentially, um, you have to, in this open world, solve puzzles to light three towers, to kill a boss, to move on to the next one. And it's a sort of fairly simple, subtle story. Um, <clears throat> its its main trick is movement. Um, so there are these sort of tokens around the world. And um, when you shoot them with your bow and arrow, um, it gives you a boost um, or gives you energy to boost. So you press L2 to boost and you press R2 to shoot the tokens, which um, the character locks onto automatically. So it's this really nice rhythm of sort of just going between the two triggers and speeding across the world really nicely. So it has this kind of rhythmic flow to it, which is really, really nice. Um, so it's a really unique movement mechanic that it does well with some interesting puzzles, some nice bosses and a beautiful style. It's quite short. It's quite simple, but it just does that really well. So it's the complete opposite of Bayonetta. Um, and um, yeah, I really like it. Also, you get an eagle companion um, who you have to pet. Okay. To look after. That's good. You get, you know, always bonus with a pet. Exactly. 
Um, anyway, that's enough of me wittering on. That's all the stuff I've played the last week, which is quite a lot. Mm, and hopefully I'll have some more stuff next time. Um, like I said, I'm not just going to... I mean, you're going to hear me wittering on a bit about um, a Steam Deck for quite some time. But I feel like I'm going to be able to play some smaller games and shorter games. Even if I don't finish them, just go and play in them so I can hopefully give you some more insight on some more interesting, like, weird games. Like, I've just added a bunch of games to my Steam Deck. Do you want me to... Uh, my uh, wish list, as you were watching me last night when I was uh, doing it. Would you like to hear them and then or tell me... do you want to give us some highlights? Oh. In other words, don't tell all of them. Well, no, if there's, like, 50 on there, then no, we don't like, have all night. There's, like, 12. Oh, that's doable. Um, okay, wish list. Here we go. Uh, Gunpoint. Mm, don't know. Duskers. Duskers. Yeah. No, I don't. Not dusters. Duskers. It's uh, pilot drones in derelict spaceships to find the means to survive and piece together how the universe became a giant graveyard. That sounds dull as shit. Wow. Uh, heat signature. No, I don't. Steamworld heist. I need to remove that. I don't care. Uh, Headlander. No, I don't. Deadbolt. No, I don't. Factorio. That I have heard of. That's meant to be very good. Troubleshooter. Abandoned children. No idea. Detention. No idea. Necrobarista. That I have heard of. It's meant to be good. Wintermore Tactics Club. Club. Yes. I really want to play that. I might steal it from you. Probably. Yeah, um, no, we can make a second profile. Great. Um, we're, uh, to be fair, I've had that on my wish list for a long time. Wintermore Tactics Club is um, basically set in a magical school um, as a sort of RPG turn-based combat-y thing. Um, and I think it's meant to be really LGBT friendly. So it's it's the anti-turf shit, um, and it's quite similar to, to Eichenfell, if you played that or Eichenfell. Mm. Um, similar kind of vibe to that. Um, Wintermore Tactics Club, that is. Lair of the Clockwork God. That I've heard of. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Yes, I definitely know about that. Final Fantasy 2 Pixel Remaster. Don't buy them. No? No. Okay. Final Fantasy 3 Pixel Remaster. Final Fantasy 4 Pixel Remaster. Okay. Final Fantasy 5 Pixel Remaster. Sure. Final Fantasy 6 Pixel Remaster. Okay. Chained Echoes. No idea. What's that? Oh, yes. <laughs> I have a code for that. Yeah, okay, I was going to play it. We literally were talking about this about an hour ago, but sure. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I mean, sure, that's on everything else. Uh, Nivalis. Don't know. Uh, Lightyear Frontier. Which looks incredible. Oh, wait, no, no. Was it like year from here? Yeah, that's that one. Um, no, no, not Nivalis. Nivalis looks like the most amazing. It's the cyberpunk uh, cafe management. Oh, that sounds fun. It looks, it looks gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And the final one is uh, Shadows Over Loathing, which is a black and white uh, humor, very, very funny, apparently. Uh, but like, it's the kind of thing you look at it. It's just a very black and white Undertale style looking thing but apparently it's got great humour and it's like about three hours games that are like three hours oh well actually that one's a bit longer um, but games that are three hours oh mwah, the best um, what was the Cyberpunk Cafe Management one Nivalis Niva, Nivalis it's uh, I'll quickly is that N-I-V-A-L-I-S yeah it's come, it's T-B-A so it might be Nivalis Nivalis it's by 505 Games Nivalis 505 Games. Oh, yeah, they're good. Uh, Ion Land's a developer. Grow your business, manage restaurants and nightclubs, make friends and enemies, buy and decorate apartments, go fishing, obviously, and maybe even find love in Nivalis, the city that stretches from the ocean to the clouds. And it's just a stunning, um, yeah, very, very cyberpunk, 
lit up neon lights. It's it's what you want from a cyberpunk game. It's what I want from a cyberpunk game. I don't need well, guns yeah, and you shooting and stuff. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do. So anyway, look forward to lots of Steam Deck chat for the next year. Hmm. Well, let's see what the folks at home. Oh have God, been yeah, I forgot about that. Before we talk about how famous uh, my famous friend, your famous friend, yeah, that follows me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Now. By the way, I've got to say thank you so much uh, for people who've responded today for the answer. Because the question of the day on a Wednesday is always, "What have you been playing?" Let us know. And like, as the weeks go by, people like give properly really big are really like well thought out and well structured, well written kind of reviews of what they've been playing. And it is, it's a joy to read. And I'm, I'm really glad, I'm really glad that this is part of the podcast. Um, I stole the idea from Eurogamer. I can't take all the credit because Eurogamer do what we've been playing and people respond with like full, you know, descriptions and pretty much exactly what people are doing now um, for our answer of the day. And you no, know, really, really appreciate it. I love that this is part of the podcast. Um, so thank you. Yeah, and some people literally reply every week. So yes. thank you. <laughs> we really would love it. Genuinely, like, it's really nice to see them. And it's because there's a lot of games that people play that we don't have an interest in or no skills in playing. Like, for example, the World of Warcraft expansion, neither of us play World of Warcraft, so there's no chance of us even playing this expansion. So knowing what it's about and being told is is great. Really and like it. some good it. recommendations from you lot at home. Yeah, one so day you... you will, to listen to us recommend One day stuff. you are going to play Atomicrops, aren't you? Maybe. Maybe we'll get that on Steam. Is it supported on Steam Deck? There we go. I mean, a lot. That's going to be your question every single time someone recommends them. <laughs> Can I play it on the Steam Deck? Uh, Tommy Crops. Um, let's see. It's because that's a great thing on Steam. Although sometimes they don't add it um, if they. Well, it's it's. You need to actually click on it. I did click on it, but did you though? I did. My Steam is playing up a little bit. Let's see. It's playable, but entering some text requires manually invoking the on-screen keyboard. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. It is playable. Great. <laughs> Anyway, Clues has been playing two different games this week. Uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. There is a definite shift in philosophy and approach to game design in this expansion than the last few. World of Warcraft has always been focused on rewards and loot. No surprise, as that is the Diablo formula. But this expansion has a lot more exploration than just chill. Compared to the high-octane story beats from the last few expansions, I admit this threw me off a little. This is also reflected in the community, and many players are just rushing from point A to point B, rounding up everything in sight and then blasting them into the ground before rinse and repeating. It's, yeah, don't people do a lot of, like, resource farming in Warcraft? Yeah, I, but I also, I love that idea of just having place to, like, like, places to go. That's one of the things I loved about um, Shadowbringers in uh, Final Fantasy XIV. There's just so much, so many really interesting places that you want to learn about and you just want to kind of just wander off and explore. And not even just Shadowbringers, but there's lots of places in uh, Final Fantasy XIV where you just want to go off and explore. Because that's, I remember one of my favourite things was getting to Costa del Sol uh, after a few weeks of playing Final Fantasy XIV because I took it slowly and started restarting various things. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm on like, yeah, before I started off on this little tiny kind of wooded area, now I'm on this cool beach. There was, an, there was a summer event going on. Every, it was absolutely packed. No, not so much. When you go there, it's completely dead. I mean, as Moni says, everyone's half naked, so that's why you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. That's where I did do a summer event and got a tiny little crop top and tiny pants. Of course. That I've made into a glamour. Of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've heard, again, as Gemma said, I've only heard good things about this World of Warcraft expansion. Um, and the representation sounds great. So yeah. the, the other thing about all this is that you lot talk about games, then it gets me thinking, can I write about that? So 
thoughts. Um, can I say it as well? Like um, World of Warcraft, I'm hearing a lot of great things about this new World of Warcraft from like non kind of really competitive hardcore gamers. Mm. Like a lot of the people that just didn't play games to just enjoy, not to like create content or to do all this, just to relax and just enjoy a game. And those people seem to be really loving the new expansion, which good. Well, as Clue said, it seems like it's much more chill. It's it's less sort mm. of driven on uh, on rewards and loot. It's more chill and relaxing and enjoying, which is nice. Um, the second game Clues has been playing is Warframe. I've been an on and off player of Warframe for years, and being creators of Unreal tournaments, the combat is smooth and so very satisfying. Just one space ninja against hordes of enemies on various missions to grind for items or other ninja frames. It's a bit of a comfort game. Um, I've never played Warframe, but I've also only ever heard good things about it. And it does seem like that slightly mindless but sort of comfort game you can just keep grinding away at and enjoying. Which Everyone nice. just always compares Warframe, I think, to Destiny. Um, and as True. a person who's always played Destiny, I've been like, yeah, not Warframe. But now Destiny has, like, I'm very little interest in me. You know, I have very little interest in Destiny. Maybe Warframe is something to look at. Mm. Oh, uh, can we just say, um, Gemma, about regarding Warcraft says... Can I also say the fandom hasn't been awful about the queer stuff, etc. I expected way more backlash and it's minimal. Just weird and great. Not what I expected. That's good. I wonder. I wonder if the because Warcraft's been going for so long. I wonder if the community has matured a bit, or has the community buggered off, and now there are newer players who are just more accepting mm. and mature. Maybe I don't know. Something to think about. Um, Charlie does art Charlie does do art um, has been playing some Fortnite the new season started and of course the skin that I really want is one of the last level rewards <laughs> so I might have to annoy certain people you know who you are to play on some evenings so we can all level a bit more quickly play with me I'm down for it I've, I've so I was watching a video on Fortnite earlier as well and thought I quite like it should we just do it one time maybe, maybe we can do we it should. on a swapping joystick I mean I'm, I'm intrigued because as part of this new chapter they have now updated it to the new Unreal Engine. It's um, the first game to do that. It's the first game to use the new Unreal Engine, which uses loads of new lighting effects and loads of other stuff, and apparently it looks incredible. Um, so, yeah, I'm intrigued to give um, to give Fortnite a go. I did one match, and I found a giant hammer. And I don't know, but I feel like that it's not super hard. It's not super easy to find this giant hammer. Uh, this was actually my first game, and I went around and killed two real people. They were not bots with my giant hammer. Um, yeah, the, things, the annoying thing is I played for. I've mentioned this before, but I played Fortnite a lot when it first came out. I completed the battle pass in the first season, like the second season as well. The third, I got really far. So my like internal ranking or whatever is quite high. So I never get put against bots, which really pisses me off because there's all these people that have got all these solo wins, and I don't have any. <laughs> You are a uh, a Fortnite. No, I'm shy. Expert. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> well, I can hold my own, but I'm not. Very, I'm terrible solo. I've never won a battle royale game solo when there's real people. Yeah, against. yeah, I'm not. I can't never, do that either. Ever. Not even fall, uh, fall guys. Like I panic and I fail. Yeah. Um, as Charlie says, I'm not entirely sure though if I like that they changed the layout of the battle pass again. Instead of a grid, it's now back to listing the rewards in a line, and I hate change. It's I mean, I haven't noticed weird. that. It, no, it's it's like a it's like the original battle pass, but in a line where you unlock the next chunk of the battle pass. It's still in a line, and you're still unlocking it, but you you still unlock them in chunks, so you can choose which one to pick. But 
yeah, it, it's just like the it's like the old battle pass where it's a square and then you can unlock the next. Uh, so it's like you know levels one to ten, and then the next chunk is eleven to twenty, and then it's twenty one to thirty, and you can only unlock that chunk if you've unlocked a certain amount of uh, rewards in the previous one. So it's just like a normal battle pass from one to a hundred, but you can skip some if you don't want them. But you need to have still unlocked a fair few to get to the next. I don't understand battle passes. I just shoot people and hope for the best. I just I miss having just a list. Just be like, okay, this is what you unlock at level one. This is what you unlock at level two. This is what you unlock at level three and four. I'm sure they found reasons why that's not good, but I I kind of miss that and be like, oh, this is what I unlock next. Or the next level is not something really good, but the one after is definitely. I don't want to have to choose how many stars that I've earned, which I unlock on a battle pass. Just just give me like a, a I'm list. Not, I'm confused already. Um, Charlie's also been playing a bunch of Slime Rancher. Uh, to me, it's cozy and I really enjoy the music and all the... Co- that was really unnecessary. <laughs> um, to me, it's cozy and I really enjoy the music and all the colours, especially as the world outside gets more and more wintry grey. <laughs> Which is true. Uh, Randy sliming, Pasta. Sliming at home. That was unnecessary, Ben. Um, <laughs> Randy Pasta. This week I played Plate Up as it's part of the Jingle Jam collection. Jingle Jam, Jingle oh. Jam, Jingle Jam. We should jam. all go get the Slime. Jingle Jam collection. Um, it's a food serving game, a bit like Overcooked. You have two roles within your restaurant, the servers and chefs. You unlock different meals as you progress and have to basically cook and serve the food quickly to customers. It's chaotic and fun. So far, excuse me. That's the um, sausages coming back up. Wait, mm-hmm. lovely. Um, we added the mod to increase the number of players, and it's even better, albeit slightly unbalanced. I think this game could still test friendships like Overcooked, but for my group, it was all part of raising money for charity, so we reigned in our saltiness. Is it anything like Cock Serve Delicious? Uh, Cock Serve De- I don't know. I haven't played Cock Serve Delicious. I really, I really want to play Cock Serve Delicious now after we've memed it for so long. <laughs> There we go. Mm. Uh, Randy has also just started Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I'm also quite interested in playing, um, and have been pleasantly surprised. It's a story-rich game with a pretty engaging turn-based fighting system. Despite being developed by the same people behind XCOM, it does feel very different. The abilities presented through cards um, are also varied and can be cleverly used to chain attacks, targeting multiple enemies or knock them back into environmental hazards. The best part has been away from combat when you return to the team's base to chat with the other heroes, explore the base and its grounds, and also build up friendships with the other heroes. I haven't unlocked everyone yet, but Captain Marvel and Blade are great. I would also recommend the volume hairstyle for the player character. It's amazing. Mm, a cook, uh, sorry, Cock Serve Delicious is playable on the deck. But also, is Midnight Suns... You can Cock Serve Delicious on a dick. On a dick, as uh, the New Zealanders. I want to see, see if um, Marvel Suns... Because I'm intrigued because I was very surprised by the reviews. Um, this came out and they were really good. And I, I know what we like. Lo- I know that XCOM games do really well. I mean, even XCOM like thing games that are based on XCOM, like the people Mario Rabbids. Love XCOM. I mean, Mario Rabbids came out was great as well. Maybe you know that's just a people do like sometimes you know a turn based weird that kind of thing. You know, uh, Fire Emblem style game. Exactly. I think people thought, oh, this could be quite good because it's from um, Fire Access who do XCOM and then or Fear Access, Fire Access. Uh-huh. Um, but it's come out and people are like, actually, this is really good. It's a really good superhero game. But as as Randy said, I think it is more because of what happens outside of combat and it's the relationships between superheroes that I think is meant to be really cool. Hmm. Marvel Midnight's on Steam Deck. That's nice. nice. Um, can you scroll down, please, on Dick's Ward? I may. 
That's the key. Um, Cheesy Gids, this week has been a rather fun week with a variety of games. Love that. Uh, the Callista Protocol was a giant flop on day one mm. due to the graphical issues. Um, although Cheese was playing on PC, and I think it's much better on P- on PS5, or at least there are less issues. Um, but now that things have been patched, I am thoroughly enjoying it. The jump scares do get a little repetitive, but the story I think is one of a kind, uh, but that might be because I never played the original Dead Space trilogy. I'm sure I'll continue to play this, and then probably play the Dead Space remake in 2023. Dead Space 1 is incredible. I haven't played the others. You were what, the I first came one in, was amazing. I came, in, I came home tonight and you were watching a video of that. Did it look good, the new uh, the new remake? Yeah, it was a comparison um, of um, the original and the remake of Dead Space next year, which also looks great. But the original is a brilliant game. It's a really, really good space horror game. So I would absolutely recommend going and playing that. And I think it's probably better than Callista Protocol. Um... Alongside this, I fi- no, hang on. I finally finished. This is cheesy. Uh, finally finished the main story of Pokemon Scarlet, which I would say might be one of my favourite of the series. Despite its graphical issues, I'm sending a theme here. Um, uh, I felt very overwhelmed and taken in by the story. I'll of course finish the Pokedex for this one. I also plan to do that. I need to get back to it. I just read the last one that he's been playing, and oh, um, I need to. Um, I, uh, I need to play some Pokemon over Christmas. That's what I'm playing. And then finally. Thanks to Ben, I seem to have now been taken up by the Marvel Snap hype. Oh, yes. I think after Taunt got me back into MTG. Um, Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, no, it's Mother Magic the Gathering. Isn't it? Mother of the Gathering. Mother yeah. of the Gathering. Yeah. Um, having a mobile card game felt right. I'm having a blast collecting all the skins and discovering the abilities to take down my opponents. I it's mean, so good. it is great. I was, um, I think, yeah, I was showing, who was I showing in the, was it, it was Cheesy and Rick. Rick. Yeah, Watermelon. I was, I was just sat in a pub showing the Marvel Snap, being like, this is what you do there. And I showed them a game and they're both like, oh, that's what, this looks really interesting. And I think they both went and played it. Yeah. It was, uh, it yeah. is great. <laughs> it was like, yeah, there's Marnie and Ed having a good old chat about something. And there's just me going, oh, look, look how good Marvel Snap is. Yeah. Getting more people addicted. <laughs> Margaret the Goat, of course. That's what MTG is. Uh, Swezzle, as promised, I dove into the new season of Splatoon 3 to see what it's all about. Season 2, also known as Chill Season, addresses a plethora of bug fixes and makes some game balancing changes that really affect gameplay. These changes, together with the newly added weapons and weapon kits, have shifted the gameplay experience from being rained on by sp- by spammed tenter missiles, which was very annoying, mm-hmm. uh, to instead being booyah bombed into oblivion. Mm-hmm. The chill season introduces new gear while also bringing back gear from the previous titles. Nice. In addition, two more maps have also been added: one reworked version of Flounder Heights and a completely new map called Brinewater Springs. However, both are subpar at best. Oh. Oh well. Flounder Heights. That's not the one that's really tall and it's like down, and you have to go. You start off really high up. And you have to meet in the middle, which all which is really low down. You know the really high one. It's not that one, is it? Oh, and you start at the top and go down. Yeah, it's oh, really I high. I hate that level. Yeah, I really don't like that one. Um, on a positive note, X battles have finally been added to the game, which is basically an esports mode for the pros. So us casuals can be spared and not dunked on every game. Uh, every game of ranked we partake in. That's good. Chill season. Who partakes in ranked? Well, I get my ass kicked in casual. Well, exactly. That's probably why. Mm. Um, chill season also reintroduces the event Big Run which will take place this weekend oh let's jump into that big run so get to practicing your salmon run skills and I'll see you all defending the lines in Wahoo World you will not uh, otherwise I've caught the MC bug Minecraft bug or the Master <laughs> Chief bug um, 
Yeah, so the, well, this weekend I could play. Unfortunately, I can't play. Uh, you won't be able to play because you are doing a large stream. You're doing, Ed's doing his first ever subathon to celebrate the end of the Zelda likes and into the Zelda handos. <laughs> yeah. The Zelda actual. The Zelda actuals. Um, that's this Saturday. And you've got a Link cosplay, which he tried on last night. And I've got to say, very sexy. I was not expecting it to be made of leather, but I am into it. That is incorrect. It's not made of leather. It's, it's definitely not sexy. Uh, um, depends if you... Yeah, I mean, maybe not in the jeans you were wearing, but it was... You know, people will uh, will appreciate it. Wow. Um, it is pretty much the same as my wrestler, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Before we go on to the next one, uh, Lady V writes, says, I need a new game to play. God of War is officially God of Chore. I'm about four hours away from the end, apparently, according to Ed, so I'm going to finish that this weekend while he's playing Zelda. Um, any festive games you guys could recommend? I've got two. Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales is the ultimate Christmas game. I might even play it over Christmas because that is such a good game to play at Christmas. I played that last Christmas as well. I played it last... Yeah, I played it the last two Christmases, actually, because I did it at... Uh, yeah, or did I play it in January? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so... And also The Division 1. The Division 1 set in New York at Christmas in the snow. It is a great game. Um, my suggestion of a good Christmas game is not a new game. I would say Christmas is a time for nostalgia and playing something comforting because we all want to just play stuff with family and relax and play something comforting. So go go play something old that you haven't played in a while. Yeah. That's genuinely part of the reason why I'm going to play Breath of the Wild on stream because um, I, I want to play again before the sequel next year. But also, it's just it's a comfort game and it's fun, so I want to go through it again. Yeah, is that your is that what is your like comfort nostalgia Christmas game that you remember getting at Christmas and playing and absolutely loving? Because I think mine is it's weird. I think it's WWF SmackDown. That's random. Because my it used to come out just before Christmas, and my parents got it, and I remember like I used to know where they hid it. So whenever they went out, I would sneak and play it for like an hour, and then when they came back, I'd have to rush it away and hide it. But like then I'd get it at Christmas and just be obsessed with it. Um, I mean, I got Ocarina of Time just before Christmas, so I would probably say that is a Christmassy game for me. Mm. Um, also, I got Skyrim one year, so that's sort of Christmassy. Um, but another one that's also just occurred to me um, is um, The Witcher 3, because the update has come out Yes, um, well, for next-gen consoles. It will come out. Or it will come out. So um, my, I would also quite like to play that again, which I think yeah. would be a good comfort Christmas game of just spending hours in the world of The Witcher. Or games that have got winter updates like Animal Crossing New Horizons or winter events in New World and Guild Wars 2, as Mr. Wibble says. I'm sure Final Fantasy has one as well. Probably. Yeah, that's a good one. Probably. Hmm. Top Spin Tennis and NCAA football that came with the Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> Rayman and Tomb Raider 2. That's what I remember. Nice. Or a snowboarding game. A snowboarding game is good. Well, speaking of Final Fantasy, Jinx uh, this week... Uh, has been playing some Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I face my ennui over fourteen by evolving my adorable Lalafell into a sassy Makote. Yeah, uh, cat boy, girl, whatever. Absolutely. I really enjoyed being able to see myself actually shooting arrows and stuff in battles. Who knew? I also did my first playthrough ever of Little Misfortune. Yes. Yes, oh, great the game. The first playthrough of Little Misfortune is just always the best. Yeah. I need to like just find streams of people playing that for the first time and seeing their reaction. Yeah. Um, uh, and Jinx laughed way too hard in so many inappropriate places what a gift of a game yesterday the update came out for Disney Dreamlight Valley mm, indeed so I played it. some of that 
They've smoothed a few things out, but the crashes keep coming with the new fun of screen freezes. Still fun, just save a lot. Ooh, do you know what they also did in the latest update? They've added Toy Story. And? And someone else, I can't remember. Steam Deck compatibility. Oh, that literally just got added in that and they advertised. They, you know like, I think that might be one of the headlines. I can remember. Ooh. So you've just ruined that, Benjamin. Well, we can say it again because oh. everybody comes here for their Steam Deck news. Of course. Uh, Moon Princess. I've still been playing a lot of Pokemon Violet. The correct one. Violet. Uh, this is the first time playing a Pokemon game where I actually want to complete the Pokedex. Yes. I feel similarly. I've been having so much fun with it. I'm also planning on going back to uh, Dreamlight Valley and getting some of the holiday stuff. Um, and then go for it. Pat's has just bought a PS5 Woo! and playing Spider-Man and looking forward to what comes next. Yes. Very nice. Please tell me it's um, Miles Morales you're playing. I mean, the original one is we'll play great. Both. Play both. Definitely the original, play both. Yeah, play the original one first. It's a pity you can't switch back to the old model because it was better. Um, but the new, Miles Morales is what... And it's like four hours. If you just stick to the main story, you can play the Miles Morales in four hours. It is brilliant. It was one of my favorite um, platinum trophies to get. I didn't bother with the trophy. But you did for Sonic? Yep. Fucking hell. Why? Because I like Sonic. Do you not like Miles Morales? Why yeah. do you hate fun? Wow. Oh, uh, Monies, by the way, is very betrayed by uh, Jinx for change, for morphing that Lala fell to something more, you know, appropriate. Into a real thing. <laughs> a real character. Lala fells are cute, though. They are cute. Yeah. They're gnomes that come to life wrongly sized with like jinx saying you know finally she can actually see you know her character shooting arrows because you can't see that when they're too small because they're wrongly sized but that also makes them cute no lala fells should be sat next to a pond with a fishing rod with a red hat um playing the first one and then going into that one i've never had a playstation and i'm not used to the controller says pat Ooh. Well, a PS5 Enjoy. is a good first PlayStation to have. You Very can play good. a lot of different games on it. Mm. So you've got loads to catch up on. So and you've got a great Christmas ahead of you. Honestly, yeah, get the PlayStation Plus um, collection as well, and you can play all the old ones, all the old vintage things that we talk about. We should have like a vintage week where we just play some really old... Oh my God, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? A vintage week. Yeah, maybe we should. And then maybe you should play Final Fantasy VII instead of complaining, oh, everything came out more than two years ago, I don't like it. Why not so have Vintage a, Week will not work for you. Well, Retro Week where we play like a bunch of like five, six games from the past or from our past and then we talk about it. Uh, sure. I, Moni, I've never, uh, Moni says, I look like a potato and so shall my Final Fantasy 14 character. Moni, you are taller than two feet tall. Uh, Confirmed in real life. I bought issues of Spider-Man Miles Morales as it came out. But they brought him to the big screen and in video games. Me too, my favourite uh Spider yeah, Spider-Verse, the next one is... Is that next year? Oh, can't wait. That's going to be good. Uh, Tim says, Final Fantasy VII is my favourite game ever. Kiss ass. Um, nice. There are better older games... Are there better old games than Final Fantasy? Well, it depends which Final Fantasy you're talking about. Mm. But let's not get into that. Uh, Lady V says, when we get in the next Link and Zelda dress-up street, on Saturday, Ed is going to be uh, dressing up as uh, Zelda. Link. Yeah, the other one. Link's the boy, Zelda's the girl. Mr. Zelda. <laughs> All right, so what... Let's go through the headlines. Headline. News, news, news. Okay, so... Well, we can start, start with, with one which I hadn't originally included because it sort of happened this afternoon. But there's been a load of discourse today 
because on Twitter because there always is mm-hmm. um, about uh, Days Gone. Oh, Days Gone. Oh, wait, um, wait a minute. I've got a sound effect uh, for Days Gone, which you will be able to hear. There you go. Yeah, actually, can't because you, you wait. You didn't hear that because <laughs> I I've unmuted it. Let's do it again. Days Gone. Boring. There you go. There you go. Um, I haven't played Days Gone, but it didn't review that well. It was fairly middling. People had problems with it. Mm. Um, and the discourse came round of of people saying, "Oh, I don't know why it didn't do that well." Um, and John Garvin, who is the vice president of Creative Lil Thos or something, Ethos. Um, anyway, he was the writer and director of Days Gone. Um, sent a tweet round basically saying that reviewers didn't like it because they're woke um, and they didn't like the fact that the lead character was checking out his wife's ass, which is just fucking stupid. Um, and and stop, like, just get over people calling things woke and just your game was middling and shit. Get over it. Um, anyway, we clicked on John Garvin and it turns out that John Garvin follows Biggest Bennis. <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, I clicked on it, and you were like, "Wait a minute, what?" And I didn't. I don't know why. Literally, you clicked on him, and I was like, "It says follows you. Why does he follow you? <laughs> of all people, I he don't know. follows one thousand three hundred and fifty-five people in the entire world, and you are one of them. I don't know why. I follow him as well. Is he watching this right now? Um, hope so. John, stop being a twat <laughs> and woke people. You say woke, but you just mean people who aren't assholes. That's what you mean. So book your ideas up, John, or I'll unfollow you. Wow, that's a threat. <laughs> that's absolutely a threat. Well. <laughs> anyway, that was the first thing. It wasn't going to be a headline, but here we go. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a headline for me until I was like, oh, I have no idea. Oh, wait a minute. How, how the hell, why the hell does he follow me? All right. <laughs> Okay, well, somebody called Vicky has written an article on Elden Ring. Oh, no, Tom did. No. Which one do you want to do first? Well, they're in order. Are they? Because sometimes you go, oh, let's do them from right to left, well, like well, it's no, Hebrew I've or something. That, and now I'm okay. going in order. Brilliant. Well, it's chronological order. Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will have already known this because um, people are fans. Um, but at the weekend, it was Dragon Age Day. Uh, and so there was a new in-game cinematic for Dreadwolf, um, which basically just has a bit more information about Silas, I believe, um, who is the main antagonist. And it's just a bit of extra information about him. So it's not super new, um, but it's nice to know that they are still thinking about the game. Oh, Solus. Solus. Dreadwolf. Oh, I got confused. I thought it was Assassin's Creed. Which one's that? Beowulf. What? What's Beowulf? Was that DLC? Um, Beowulf is is an old like medieval poem. Yeah, no. Um, Final Fantasy, uh, Assassin's Creed had a Beowulf DLC, didn't it? Actually, uh, oh for Valhalla. Yes, yes. Yeah, I keep thinking Dreadwolf, and I'm thinking Assassin's Creed, but it's not. No, no. Um, no, this is for Dragon Age. Yes, yeah, sorry, it's Solus, not Silas. Uh, Solus. Anyway, if you like Dragon Age, you'll I'm sure already know about that. Um, and it's out at some point. Yeah, don't don't Lady V, you are Victoria. Yes, we've had it. We had a discussion earlier with uh, people misnaming Ed over here. <laughs> His Lol. name is Ed. 
Um, some sort of bad news, but sort of expected news from Microsoft um, or Xbox is that they are putting up the price of their games. So at the moment, um, Sony, well, since the release of PS5, Sony have had their games up at 70 quid a go. Um, and Xbox are now going to be doing the same. So Xbox first party games are now going to be 70 quid. So that's that's your Starfield, Redfall, Forza Motorsport, all that kind of stuff. When did you last buy a an Xbox game? Well, never, because you can get them on Game Pass. Um, now, what they haven't said is is the uh, the pr- the price of Game Pass going up. Not which yet. I reckon it probably will, but um, it it basically just makes Game Pass an even better deal. Yeah, that they're going up in price. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to pay more for Game Pass, but if it does, I will pay it. Yeah, because it's really it's, good. It's better value than paying seventy mm. quid per game. I would all. Mm, would I buy a game on Game Pass? I think I will eventually buy Flight Simulator <laughs> because it'll come with more stuff. Um, and also, I think I probably should. But yeah, what game would you buy? I mean, maybe Forza. Because the thing is, like, Game Pass is good for the base game, but if you want the super special edition, you have to go and pay extra, like the Hot Wheels stuff, for example. In um, I mean, Forza, my. My kind of game because I like RPGs and I I'm not sold on Starfield, but on paper it's the kind of game that I would enjoy. So would I pay for that? Maybe, but because I know I can get it in Game Pass, I'll just play on that and not care. They should bring out more Xbox. You know, if Xbox want to sell some physical copies, bring out some like fancy, you know, limited edition stuff. No, don't waste more plastic. Give me a box, metal no. then, coal, coal. Yeah. Ruin get, the environment. Get a lump of coal. Did you know that um, the UK government, for the first time in decades today, has approved the use of coal-powered uh, fire, uh, coal power stations? Sure. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway. Disney Dreadlight Valley. Um, as you've already said, it's now Steam Deck verified. So you can play Disney on your Steam Deck. Oh, my... Uh, yeah, but you are can you, also play... Are you going to do that? Um, yeah. Oh, no, I just... Uh, yeah, I was thinking Steam Deck. It's not on Switch. Lilo and Switch. Can you play it on the Switch? You can play it on the Switch. That would be a great headline at some point. Whenever there's a Switch update, you have to use that as your title. Lilo and Switch. Did you know that Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, the voice actress, is the same person as the girl that crawls out of the TV in the ring? I did know that because that's one of your, like, three facts that you repeat. And Chihiro from Spirited Away. You're very welcome. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, the, uh, the the patch out today, you can do all the Toy Story stuff, the Lilo and Stitch stuff. You can even play it on your Steam Deck. There Woo-hoo! you go. Um, Jackson says, give me a steelbook that actually has the game inside instead of an extra yes, please. I mean, that's true. With Pokemon, it's like you get the game in a plastic box and then you just get... A separate steelbook with nothing inside. It's it's Samara, yes. Um yeah, or well, the, the last game I got that was a steelbook that actually had it inside was um what? Persona five. Sure. Um I also got a steelbook for Mass Effect, the original on Xbox. Right. Did you play it? Yeah. For a time. Ten minutes. <laughs> that is a time. Great. <laughs> Next. Oh, I do have lots of facts. I mean, I've got the facts. What was my fact uh, from earlier today? Oh, God. The one that uh, people didn't appreciate. No, not the bed one. 
People often change their sheets, but up to one third of the weight of a pillow, one third of the weight of a pillow can be made up of dead skin and bugs. And if you don't wash a duvet at least every six months, it can contain up to 20,000 live dust mites. Yeah, we were doing, um, we did a whole class on sleep and that popped up and I was like, ooh, lovely. <laughs> there you go. This is why Germans open their windows every day. Exactly. We should Let all those take on in. this practice. Maybe those, they're letting, why did I need to know this? Because <laughs> I found it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found it out and therefore I was grossed out. So I had to share it. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, in slightly odd news oh, Ishrak wrote this Yeah, it's not about Call of Duty as well no. um, David Harbour from Stranger Things which you haven't seen but other people will know is that the kid with the Kalina? no that's Eleven um, he I've forgotten the name of his character now but anyway Eleven he's, he's the no what Eleven so the girl with the shaved head who's the actress I've t- totally forgotten her name her character name is Eleven. No, short for L. I was thinking of the the little chubby kid with the curly hair that looks that's annoying. Oh, I forgot. I've forgotten all the names now. It's been so long since I've watched Stranger Things. There we go. He plays Jim Hopper. Is David Harbour? Dustin's who you're thinking of. And Millie Bobby Brown plays Eleven. Anyway, David Harbour and also Jodie Comer are going to be in a in a video game together. Who? Jodie Comer is Killing Eve. I think I've seen it on Gogglebox. Oh, of course you have. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Harbour is currently working on a movie adaptation of Gran Turismo and was asked whether he would consider starring in a video game. And he basically came back and said, oh, he's actually already doing one with Jodie Comer. Hmm. So there we go. Some good actors in a video game. Haven't We don't know what the video game is. There's some good actors in video games. Sometimes. Oh, what's the best actor that's in a video game? I mean, that's a big question. The best Off actor... Off the top of my head, I do not to know. ever be in a video game. Hmm. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Jeff Keighley. Well, he grunts his way through Death Stranding. Jeff Keighley. <laughs> Keighley Market. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, Elden Ring. Multiplayer. Finally out today. Um, so we all knew that the Colosseums were in the game we didn't know what they were for but we all guessed and it turns out that all the data mines were true Um, it's a PvP mode um, with up to 3 versus 3 and having that with all the effects plus summons and everything else is going to absolutely tank um, the the frame rate so that's going to be terrible whether the answer is Keanu Reeves or Tim Curry I would go for Tim Curry Oh, that is a classic. Mm. What's the um? What's the guy that plays uh, Snape? Rick, Rick Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Has he ever been in a video game? Because if he is, then he would win. Maybe. Mm. Oh yeah, Stephen Merchant in Portal. Mm. Stephen Merchant in Portal is really good. Um, also, um, Rami Ish. Yes. Thingy is in um, <sighs> Mr. Robot. He voiced Snape in Harry Potter games, if that counts. Yes. Oh, there you go. I mean, he's an amazing actor. We can forget the game. Until Dawn, that's one thing enough. Oh, yes, of course. Um, and also, uh, weren't there some quite good actors in uh, The Quarry? I didn't play it. You tell me. Oh, you need to play it. It's good. I can't remember. But no, um, yeah. What's his name? Um, oh, I love that Rami, Rami guy. 
Mr. Robot, I pretty much just watched the first season just and, for him. And Freddie Mercury. Yeah, less so. I mean, he was good in it, but the film wasn't great. No, yeah. The guy from Detective Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds. I don't think he was actually in a Pikachu game, though, was he? No, Lady B's talking about Justice Smith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, but yes. <laughs> Brenda Song is in the quarry. Who's that? I know her. I don't recognize. Well, I recognized her, but I don't know. Does she sing? Uh, no. Uh, song. Sing song, not sing song. Why did I type in sing song? <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Song. She is. Um, oh no, that's not who I'm thinking of. Um, oh yeah, I know. I know who I recognize her in the quarry from the she's trailers. Wendy Wu. Uh, she's in McDowd, Thunder Alley, Child Model. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I recognise her from the game. But she's she's good in the game. She's been in a lot of stuff, I think. Yeah, there you go. John Madden in Madden Football 2003. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rock from, uh, you know, in uh, SmackDown. Well, The Rock actually is in a few games, isn't he? That's true. He's in WWF SmackDown 2, Here Comes the Pain. Or was that? No, yeah, that was 2. Because 3 is SmackDown versus Raw. Sure. Or was it 3? I don't remember. I'll shut your mouth. Wasn't one called Shut Your Mouth? Anyway. Vin Diesel, there's nothing good. About Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is terrible. Chronicles of Riddick. Vin Diesel is what is, is what you're thinking of, Helios. But also, it's nowhere near as good as Pitch Black, which is now a movie. Sure. Anyway, it's gonna be an arc Elden like Ring multiplayer is out. You can go play that um, in the Colosseums. Um, is there more DLC to come? We may find out more in the Game Awards tomorrow, so uh, we shall see. No. Sorry, I'm, I'm just. Cool. Vin oh, Diesel God. is not a good actor. I'm sorry. Mark Hamill as the Joker. That is true. That's true. He's played the Joker in the Arkham games. Mm. Ashley Johnson. Or well, being... Ashley Johnson is sort of... In a vid- it's mainly for a video known game. because of a video game more than anything. Mm. As much as she was great in What Women Want. What was Elliot Page? What did um, he That do? shit David Cage... Game. Oh, Beyond Two Souls and, and Detroit. Uh, and, yeah. Oh, also, oh, William Dafoe, of course, has been in a few. Patrick's... Willem. Not William. <laughs> it's Willem. Is it? Like yes. the drag queen? Willem Dafoe. Like Willem. Like the drag queen. Sure. Patrick Stewart was in Star Trek and the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Kirsten Bell was in Assassin's Creed. Kirsten Bell. Oh. Uh, Elijah Wood was in um... Wait, it was in Spyro? Okay, it was in Spyro, apparently I don't know that person Oh, is that the person from Elden Ring? Um, yeah Yeah, that's the one that Tommy knows <laughs> Knows Knows <laughs> 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 Oh my god, one of my favourite One of my favourite actors is in a game that I didn't realise Come on Person who plays Emperor Emir Var Emrys in Witcher Three. One of my favorite actors, Charles Dance. Really, I did not know that was him. Oh, mm. Neil Patrick Harris. Have we forgiven him for that terrible TV show? No. Uh, <laughs> and there's a few in Mass Effect, like Martin Sheen is in Mass Effect. Did you know that? I think I did. Uh, he's in a bunch of things uh, but he is in uh, Mass Effect 2 
Uh, he was the voice of the elusive man, the leader of the human supremacist yeah, organization yeah. known as Cerberus. There you go. Would you know <laughs> if you played it? No, that, I'm going to play that, William. Um, I'm going to play the uh, Mass Effect 2 on Steam Deck when it works. God, everything on a bloody Steam Deck. <laughs> anyway, we've got two more stories. I love um, it. Henry Cavill. Oh, no, no, no. Honestly, though, oh, Charles Dance is amazing. Welcome to... No, I was reading. What was it? Oh, sorry, I should have credited... Uh, I was reading it from oh, Collider. Yeah, Far Cry. Collider.com. Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. What was she in? Oh, yeah, she was in the Dishonored recent... Dishonored um, She was in something recently. The zombie game that came out earlier this year. Dead Rising? No. Dawn of the Dead? I mean, dead. Oh, I know what you mean. The Star Wars. Yeah. She's in the Mandalorian thing, wasn't she, that lady? Um, Mass Effect 2 is my favourite of the three. A lot of people do say that. Giancarlo. Well, you need to play it. Um, anyway, I promised you a story about Final Fantasy The First Soldier. Did you? we mentioned that at the start. So I'm bringing things full circle. Now, this story isn't actually about the game, but... This one. It's about Yuji Naka, who is the, uh, <laughs> the creator of Sonic. No, he is the creator, Ed, of Balan Wonderworld. Well, that too. Um, so he was arrested for insider training, uh, trading a couple of weeks ago uh, because he invested in a company um, before it was announced that they were um, making a new mobile game, which I've totally forgotten what it was. Can you scroll down a bit? Uh, yeah, it was, I know what it was. It was a like a... No, I can't actually. Um... <laughs> Yes, it was, it was a Dragon Quest mobile game. And he invested in this mobile company, mobile game company, before the Dragon Quest game was announced, uh, knowing that it was going to have an increase in investment. So he was arrested for that a couple of weeks ago. And it turns out that he actually did that a second time, where he invested in the mobile company that made Final Fantasy the First Soldier. Um, so he lost he's a lot of money now. Rearrested. Oh, dear. I mean, what is sort of amusing is that all this obviously happened years ago and then Balan Wonderworld came out and it flopped and he blamed Square Enix and um, and sued them. Um, and now the first soldier is being shut down next uh, next year, uh, which is unrelated to Yuji Naka, but just quite amusing that he went for all this investment and now it's flopped. He is the floppiest man. Everything he touches just turns to shit. He has the Mierdas touch. The, the what? The Mierdas touch. It's Spanish for shit. Um, like, not the mind as touched, the mierda as touched. It's a really that clever... Actually, that in- was actually quite clever. Thank you. It's just like it speak Spanish, so I wouldn't know. Mm. This is flop era. There we go. <laughs> and the last headline, which brings us into what we're about to do, is that the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 3 DLC is out today. Woohoo! So you can go play the next two rounds of uh, Grand Prix. And also there's this new custom items feature, so you can decide what items you want to use. <laughs> and there we go. Bullets only. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to be testing out uh, the new Maricart tracks yes. in a second. So come and play with us. Come play with us. Load up your switches. Get ready to, because I'm going to have a it's second quite a big update. <laughs> yeah, you will need to get it uh, bananas only. I mean, yeah, if it's bananas only, it's just bananas all over the track. That would drive me nuts. Yeah, I think. 
But yeah, so uh, yeah, come and join. We will be playing that in a, just a second. We will take a short uh, pee break slash topping drinks up break. And uh, yeah, well, thank you very much for watching. That was your favorite podcast of the week. Maybe. I know that. I know that. Um, Toppingjoysticks.com. You can go to, you can even go to my uh, Twitter page and you can click on my link tree and you can subscribe to it, whatever, however you want on there as well. It is pretty much everywhere. But yes, racers, start your engine. Uh, and may the best Carter win. May I, you always, by the way, he always, he always does the hand when, if you can't, if you listen to this on the podcast, he, he's put his hand up with, with the RuPaul impersonation, but he does that every single time. And he also does the, the shoulder shimmy as well, don't you? Ba, ba. Yeah, every single time. Yeah. It's sweet. Uh, so yeah, go and join us. Uh, we're on Twitter at Swap Joysticks. You can go to SwappingJoysticks.com, go and listen to us and find us uh, everywhere on there. The video of Moni, sorry, the video of, yeah, Moni trying a load of British food is up. The one of us trying Moni's food is still processing. Still? Because uh, for some reason it uploaded it in 4K. It's in 4K well, HDR. Well, it's because I recorded it on my phone, but for some reason the original one didn't, but the new one does. Uh, so it's still processing. It'll hopefully be up in the next couple of days, but I'll let you know in the Discord when it is up there. But, you know, we're just fleshing it out, making sure, you know, that it's fully ready. It's annoying because it was all ready. It was all updated. It was all ready to go, but I needed to trim the beginning and the end. And if anybody's edited a video on YouTube, like through YouTube, never do that. Because you just, I literally trimmed about seven seconds from the beginning and about ten from the end where it's just me walking up to the camera and turning it on and walking out and taking it off. And it's been uh, processing for about three days now. Anyway, but yeah, Moni likes mushy peas. Mm. And Ed hates skips. Yeah. So go and check that out. And also you can see what, well, you can see the second video because it's us. It's at, it was filmed immediately after the first one and we were feeling sick uh, by the end of it. Like you can see us turn green. I mean, you can see that in full HDR 4K as well. So look forward to that. Hmm. Uh, ben, where can people find you specifically? Um, right here, right now, on a chair. Um, but if you want to find me on the interwebs, you can uh, go to twitter.com slash biggestbenus1, throw that in your internet, and then uh, also ask it to politely take you to twitch.tv slash biggestbenus, because that's where you can find me. Um, nice. Ed underscore Nightingale with a K. How do we find you? Not like that. You can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N um, on Twitch and on Twitter. They can indeed. All right. Well, thank you all very much for watching. Um, stick around for some Mario Kart. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you all next week for some more swapping joysticks. Keep swapping. It just never sounds right, that.